When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to another edition of Ball Double Live right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a lot to get into. That's right. And I believe we have the full Monty. We got to get into it. Uh, of course, we'll talk about the latest mock drafts. The mock season is upon us. So we'll talk about the latest mock drafts where Bijan has been mocked. He has been labeled the wild card of the NFL draft. Cam Newton doubling down. All right. Letting y'all know what he really thinks about himself and the rest of the QBs in the NFL. We'll talk about that. Uh, how the 49ers potentially could enter the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. We'll get into that as well in their top position groups in the upcoming 2023 NFL draft. Also, Mavs, keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. They do it with a win over the Kings. Uh, we'll also get into Joel Embiid. A lot of people thinking he may have solidified his MVP candidacy. We'll get into that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but it's had to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for this man, it's a breeze. He is the Mike Hardball Harge. What's going on, brother? Chilling, man. Chilling, man. Trying to stay dry. I mean, mm-hmm. be careful out there, folks. I've been on that road all morning, and uh, let me just tell you, it has been nothing nice. <laughs> There's been people all over the place, but guess what? It's okay. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood because tomorrow's Good Friday, folks. Right. Tomorrow's Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Celebrate it. Let me talk about my man Celebrate. that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary 
Lifetime and now College Football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rob Baber. I appreciate the intro as always. That's not a waste any time introducing the real MVP of the show, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustle spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that he is underpaid. He is is Patrick Davis. What's going on, Patrick? How you doing, brother? Doing good, doing good. Went by Dishfalk today, saw the field. It's a it's a little it's a little wet. A little damp. So uh game postponed today. Uh so we'll be here till seven. That's, that's a right, beautiful that's thing. Right, that's the right. full Monty for you. Uh we'll give you a master's update as well. We got a master's update coming up for you as well here in the first segment as we get to some uh NFL news notes and nuggets. Also, we'll go behind the burnt orange curtain a little bit, talk some Texas basketball actually. A couple of basketball stories out there. There is a Man, there's a big fish uh, out there in the transfer portal um, in Texas, along with a lot of other schools. Uh, uh, have them have have this player at the top of their list of transfer portal potential acquisitions. We'll get into that as well, and also we'll get into the the Quinn Ewers reviews that are out there. My man Corey Mose, who was on shout out to That's the right. Flex crew uh, Wednesday night Flex uh, last night did a great job, and shout out to them. They had Corey Mose on there. Uh, he put together a little montage of players giving their uh, their critique and their opinion of. Quinn Ewers so far this spring, so that'll open us up to our conversation. We'll get to that audio as well, and uh, an interesting, um, I would say, an interesting experiment in spring football that I think would that Texas could even benefit from. Uh, a lot of schools could benefit from it, but we'll get into that too coming up a little bit later on in the 4 o'clock and the 6 o'clock when we talk uh, Texas and go behind the burnt orange curtain. Also, Texas baseball, although not playing today, uh, they are playing this, well, we assume. They're playing this weekend. I haven't looked at the forecast, so I don't even know what the forecast looks like. But I assume at one point. It's going to rain! When they can, exactly. <laughs> when they can get it in, or if they're going to get it in. That's right. You, That's were, right. Uh, you were actually scheduled to call a game this weekend, and you still are. But now, I don't know, you might have to do more duty, double duty. Well, depending on how they work it out. Depending on how it works out. Right? As of right now, they're going to play all the way through <laughs> uh, Easter. So it's not going to need to be a doubleheader unless something unless happens. Bad, more bad weather. Yeah, more okay. bad weather. So I'm still scheduled to be out there on Saturday because now the Thursday game is now the Sunday game. And that's how that kind of works out. Yeah. So, okay, so if you had tickets, you. if you have tickets for tonight's game, they will be used for Sunday's game. I got you. So everything else stays on schedule. All right, there you yep. go. Um, all right, so we are, we'll get you some uh, discussion about uh, the NFL here in a second because there's a lot of random NFL stories I think that uh, we need to hit and we should hit. Um, we will, and we'll get to some Cowboys discussion because the mock drafts, we have two of them, Daniel Jeremiah and Land Zerline put out their latest mock draft. The Land Zerline mock draft, because he's H-Town affiliated, yep. he's got a lot of Houstonians <laughs> and Texans hot. fans. Well, they're not hot. They're just panicking. They're freaking out. Because this is something we discussed on the show. Hypothetical yep, about yep, this. Yep. We discussed on the show. It's one of Patrick's favorite theories about the Texans, and I don't like this theory. Yeah, favorite's not the word I would use to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> I just well, say it is, a, it is a theory that I believe could happen, <laughs> yeah. but favorite is not the word I would use. <laughs> All right, well, we're not using the wrong word. I favorite, but it's a theory you've brought up multiple times. Yep, yep. You brought it, and now it's becoming a a popular theory among the 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 mock drafters out there, and I don't like it. I don't know I if Patrick don't like is the it. one that's proliferate this stuff, but I don't like it at all. And then Peter King, remember he hinted also 
at this thing. That, so we'll get into it. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a second. All right, uh, let's get the people. Oh, it's even raining at the Masters. Beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get the people a little Masters update here. Well, we got some time looking looking at it right now, but also I uh, got the Masters leaderboard here. Uh, usually we give you some Masters music. We'll do, uh-oh. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Hello, friends. All right, I got to adjust my voice. <laughs> you can't, can't speak in, I can't, can't speak in my normal voice. You cannot. When the Masters music is on. You cannot. Right? It feels disrespect. It's like in church. Like you're in church, you ain't got, you got the regular right voice in church. You put your yeah. hand up. Sorry about that, Lord. Sorry, I apologize. My father. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, actually, uh, the leader of the uh, mass leader at the Masters right now, uh, top of your leaderboard is a tie right now. Um, you got Victor Hovland and John Rom right now tied. Yes, at seven under. Seven at under. The top of the leaderboard uh, through and right now through seven. Right? I would, no, they are actually what? finished oh, they finish. for oh, the finish. day. Okay. Uh, they both sorry. finished for the day okay. at 65. There you go. Yes. Um, Adam Scott and Cameron Young. First of the live guys. Hey. Any a live guy? No, but Brooks Kepka is. Hmm? And Brooks Kepka is at minus five right oh. now. He's in third place. Oh, yeah. Tied okay. with Burns and Young. I got that. Sounds like a law firm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Xander Kepka Neiman also mm-hmm. have been it. There's a lot of guys that are tied at four under. Um, some of them are done and some of them are late in their rounds. Okay, there you go. There's a lot that needs to happen uh, do, do you for want, my guys to be able to show up. Who are your guys? Show out. Who are your guys? Uh, I'm, I'm in different leagues, but I will tell you the ones that I have as of right now are not playing well. <laughs> and, <laughs> I had Jordan Spieth, who is at minus three. Oh, Colin Morikawa at minus two. Jason Day at minus two. That's not bad. Scotty Scheffler at minus two. Patrick Cantlay, I had him at minus one. And Tony Finau finished the day at minus one. The, all those guys aren't done, right? Scheffler yeah. is... No, they'll still be able to play. Scheffler's right, what, three, seven? seven? Yeah. Day is through, I believe, 12. 12. So, yeah, you still got some time. I still got some time. You got a little time. But I want to be the winner for the day because we get paid money for the day. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Didn't know how that worked. Yeah. That's true. Okay. All right. So, your highest live guy is Kepka right now. Your highest one is Kepka. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's an update. Oh, what about Tiger? How do we forget about Tiger? He is not good. (laughs) (laughs) Tiger is no bueno. He is plus two today. Oh, I told you to catch it early. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I told you to catch it. I was like, hey, you better catch Tiger early, man. You did you say that. that. You want those good fields, you better you catch did. it early. Uh, yeah. Is Phil is somewhere in here? Do we need to get I did not f- pay oh, attention he, to Phil. He is minus one. Ooh. He's one under. He is better than Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not good. Uh, <laughs> Phil is through 12, it says here, right now. Or at least on the... PGA website I'm looking at right now. Got it. So there you go. We're all in. There so we go. your guy's not doing well. Not good at all. Okay. I didn't. Not I right didn't. Now. I didn't get that deep into it. But yes, your boy is all the way in. You're all the way in. Yeah. Good for you, man. <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right. So we'll get. You'll give me masters updates, of course, uh, as the day goes on. It is. Uh, yeah. It, it's actually really interesting, and I do. I'm. 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 I'm like I said, I'm not rooting for the bad guy in the movie. I'm not. I'm not rooting for the bad guy in the movie. I do. I'm rooting for golf. And yes. I think 
golf needs some good villains, so I want one of these live guys to just make it interesting. That's all. Yep. I think if they make it interesting, you'll have more than enough of the PGA guys that'll be there in the running. Because right now, Kepka's the only guy in it. Yeah, from the live tour. That if I can look at it, he's the only guy that's really close. Actually, I think oh, that's like, what I'm saying. Cameron Kepka. Smith is tied. He's he's one under, but I mean, I think it might be it from looking at it. Well, I mean, Kepka's right there at the top. I mean, he's he's still doing. Oh, his Patrick thing. Reed actually. And Patrick Reed was originally the leader this morning. Oh, so I take that back. So Patrick Reed is still. Yeah. He's one under, but he's done. But so he's still right there. Yep. Right, one under. Yeah. But yeah, I think I'm just saying among the leaders to make it interesting. You I think want it, those guys. I want the villain there. We know. It's going to bring out <laughs> a lot of competitive. Hey, we learned this from the women's national title game. We just want a villain there. Then I think it'll create more storylines. That's all. Going no into doubt. the weekend. No doubt. All right. Uh, we'll give you more Masters updates coming up a little bit later on the show. Thank you for my man, Patrick, who always had the, the Masters music ready to go. Uh, okay. Let's get into the NFL storylines here because we got uh, a bunch of them coming up. Because, okay, first of all, it is official now that if you look at Bijan Robinson and where he's being mocked in all the top mock drafts, and mm. I'm a bit of a mock slut, so I'll look at any mock, but just the most notable uh, mock drafts. Um, man, it, it basically at this point, he could go anywhere from top 10 to top 30 right. in the NFL draft. That's right. basically where he is being mocked, anywhere around there. Uh, great job by uh, my man Joe Cook over at Inside Texas. He put together a kind of uh, summary of all the mock drafts, the top mock drafts, and where B. John Robinson has been mocked. So Mel Copper's got him at 27, going to Buffalo. Uh, Todd McShay's got him at 18. Going to the Detroit Lions. Uh, Bruce Feldman of the Athletics got him going to the Eagles at number 10. Uh, Lance Erline's going number 23 to the Buffalo Bills. So he's got Buffalo moving up, making a move to get him. Uh, Bucky Brooks has got the Chargers taking him at number 21. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jeremiah's got him going at number 14 to the Patriots. <laughs> so, and I haven't seen any player that's a top, you know, one of the top players at their position. He's the top running back, obviously, and it's a huge d- precipitous drop-off after him in terms of the evaluation. I haven't seen any player that is even one of the top players in their position be mocked with so much uh, inconsistency, if you will, to have s- so much uh, of a kind of a wild card factor. They can go almost anywhere in the first round from top 10 to bottom of the first round. He won't leave the first round. No. But he also could get all the way down to 27, like they're saying, or 20, which is, I, I think that would be crazy. If he drops to 27, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be so upset with the Dallas Cowboys. I'll be I'll be dog-cussing him like Harge was last year. Thank you. Uh, for the Tyler Smith pit. Which, well, no, I will be dog-cussing <laughs> him even more so. You would be. This time. <laughs> because I've been saying it since the very beginning. I said, if there is any way... That this could happen where Bijan dropped to the Dallas Cowboys and the Cowboys don't take him. I am going to put that up there with the thought process of Randy Moss. Oh, wow. That was one of those epic fails because you thought you were trying to do the right thing. That's why Jerry won't let it happen. That's because he's going to have to live. Because he won't the, live the that Randy down. Moss lesson, yes. he will not let Bijan fall Thank past you. him. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. When, when you started to hear the, yeah. the reports that they were like, a lot of executives feel him as a gold jacket guy. I'm hearing that too. When That's, you hear when yeah. you hear the appeal go, we think this guy could be that level. He could be a Hall of Fame level player you get. 
then why would you go, well, the money running back market is undervalued? You're like, oh, you get a Hall of Famer. That's the thing that like, makes, that's what's making me so angry. And I know, I know so there's angry. a lot that has to happen before that. Where that's putting right, the car right, way, right, way right. before the horse. But there are exceptions but, to the rule. But there, but if you say <laughs> if that is your talent evaluation, is this could be a gold jacket guy, and your other evaluation is, you know what, he might be an okay tight end for a few years. I think I like that decision seems pretty simple. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. decision has been my whole argument the entire time. That has exactly been my argument, and this is why it has been. And I'm gonna use the word they are prejudiced against running backs. They are. They are no, because it, if this is the this is the one player that you are looking at, and you have so many different levels of great prognosticators that go through these drafts, these mock drafts, so many times in their career, and this is the the range of picks that he could be in, that just goes to show you that if he is that player, why are you not making the quote-unquote exception to the rule and say, no, this guy is going to be a difference maker on my team, and I don't care what the backlash is going to be for me picking him. He is a neat, possible gold jacket guy. Because he is in a position that most of the time it's a lot easier for you to succeed at running back than it is for you to succeed at quarterback. It's not the only position, though, that is discriminated against in the NFL. There's some other ones, but you're right. I totally agree with you. And, and I think I think Zeke and Saquon right now are also hurting that stock as the fact of their two guys, the last two. Well, Christian big, McCaffrey, too. Christian McCaffrey, but I don't think he's necessarily – I don't put him in that same group of guys where I go, the press is so negative around them so much. That people go, Ezekiel Elliott, he stole all that money from the Cowboys, and and you can't ever pay a guy that much. You can't have him. And Saquon keeps getting hurt, and you can't Very draft true, the guy. But the, the hurt factor works with McCaffrey because no. it's like, why would yeah. you invest ever invest right. that much draft capital oh, no, in good. any player? I don't give a damn how good he is when he's going to get hurt like that. Yeah. And we know now that it's also affecting who? Lamar Jackson. Yeah. yeah. That same narrative and that same thing. So just getting, I, I yeah. think that's a part but, of but it. That's, I think those guys, all those, those big name running backs yeah. that were taking top five. They're pushing it back to where they go, oh, and you go, well, yeah, but that's top five. Now you're saying he can't even go top 20 because those guys got hurt and he was they were top five? Yeah, you got to look at the lottery. The lottery, I would – the lottery is, is to me, that would be a risk. If he's outside the lottery, which is, what, 14, 15 picks, yeah. the lottery of their, the NFL is the top 15, 16, then, yeah, you, you take them outside yeah. of that. You, 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 I think that's when teams will start trading up to Exactly, them. yeah. And that's when your, your bills – Cowboys, like I said, the Eagles don't don't. I'm telling you, don't discount the Eagles because they could trade down. Yes, yeah, and they have a lot of draft capital too. Yes, they could trade down and get like 14 and decide we're gonna snag them before anybody else. Well, here's Uh, here's the best way to describe what what uh, Bijan is as far as durability. Just take his freshman year that when he was a scorpion at uh, Texas Tech, and he came back in and played that game. Take that pit, send that to all the NFL <laughs> teams and say, this guy is going to show up every single week. He, he will show up, but the NFL is a different beast. Yeah, all those it. other guys, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley and Zeke Elliott, hey, it, when he gets to the NFL, and Zeke actually wasn't an injury prone guy. Zeke, he just oh, got, yeah. it's just a wear and tear of being a workhorse back in the NFL. And so he wasn't I'm, taking care of his body like. I'll say That's a Derrick Henry, a um, Derrick Henry, but Derrick Henry ended up getting hurt too. I think too. a Bijan Robinson. Yeah, it's, it's just yeah. It, that that position, man. It's just so much wear and tear 
that I think for a lot of teams out there, they recognize that you, unless you're an elite, unless you're an agent, Peterson or Frank Gore, and they are truly the exception to the rule. By the time you're 27, 28, like I said, you're geriatric yeah. as a running back. But that's, that's all it. you need him for. But that's agree. my whole thing. You don't have I to agree. give him the second contract. Get him early but and that's use that why, part of him. That's why the the Bijan conversation is intriguing because yeah. if you're a Buffalo Bills or you're the Eagles or you're a team that's right there on the cusp, yes. could he be – if he's a gold jacket guy, like Patrick was bringing up, they, people were talking about, man, this guy's a – he may be the most can't-miss prospect in the draft potentially. Correct. He's that kind of guy. And if that's the case, he could put you right over the top. Uh, but to your point about – you're talking about prejudice against running backs. <laughs> uh, from 2006 to 2008, um, <laughs> NFL draft, there were 11 running backs drafted in the first round. 2006 to 2008, that's a three-year period. 11 running backs drafted in the first round. In the last 10 drafts since 2013, you've had 12 first-round running backs selected total. You had 12 in the last 10 years, but in 06, 08, you had 11 in a three-year period. And of those 12, uh, seven were uh, basically uh, drafted in the first round since 2018. Um, you go look at it. They were like, uh, and, and, you know, Saquon Barkley is like the he was a high pick in the first round. Most of those other pa- backs have been later picks in the second round. Saquon Barkley was was he number two overall? Somebody yeah, like? I think he was. I yeah. think it was so either that, number two or number yeah. three. He Even was one the of running those. backs that have been drafted in the first round since 2013. They've been later round running backs, yeah. middle round running backs. They haven't been drafted that high. Those are the ones that Patrick mentioned that are giving the running back position overall. A bad reputation, but none of them had to press like this guy has had the entire time. Saquon had a lot of Saquon, had but some, he was the one. He was the one. I'm talking yeah. about since him. Oh, since Saquon, yeah. Nobody else has been talked about at this level by yeah. so many Maybe teams right. where people are saying, "If you don't draft him, blank, 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 blank." There, totally I haven't true. heard that. No. Until your point, nope. he's the only person that anybody's talked about like this. Coming into this year's draft. Either he's got great agents that are getting the information out, but most importantly, guys have watched this guy play. The the, they look at the film, and the film is telling you that. How many times you hear it? The eye in the sky don't lie. Well, that is the brightest eye in the biggest sky that you could ever see. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, how many guys do you see now in college that have an amazing like sophomore year? And then everybody goes, well, they'll be the top person at their position. And then the next year, their junior year, Spencer people Ratlow start to that. figure him oh, out. Right. And, Spencer yeah. was number and one. so yeah. for Bijan yeah. to go, this guy's going to be one of the best. And then they just go, well, the offense didn't help him out. But he was still should have been in the Heisman race and was in the Heisman race. We still think, like, how many guys get to be the number one pick in, at their position two, three years in a row? Bijan's been able to do that, which helps raise your stock a little bit more. And some of these other guys really go, well, our whole thing is based on one year. Like Will Anderson, without his junior year, only his senior year puts him as oh, the top defensive I'm end. With you. I think his junior year, sophomore 100%. year put him there, totally but not his senior. So he he doesn't have that same acclaim as Bijan, who goes, oh, no, every year we've seen him play. We've never seen him. We've well, never he's seen not the, the best running back on, uh, in on college field. football. On yeah. the field. Well, well yeah, in college football. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. like, even, even when Tom Herman was refusing to play him yeah. and he played later in the year, everybody went, Holy Chicago, this guy yeah. maybe the best running back we've seen. And then you're right, he backed it up with the junior campaign. Uh, sorry, the sophomore campaign, and then backed it up with the junior campaign. You're right. He was the best running back in college football every year he played. And so I think Arguably. that gives yeah. you a little bit more as a as a, a scout and a talent evaluator to go, 
consistency. Because what do we say? What's the biggest thing of what really makes a professional player is consistency. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many guys on Texas we can name. They go, man, we see that, we see that flash. that flash. <laughs> oh man, they're amazing, but they can't do it every game, and you don't know when you're getting. You know what you were getting from Bijan every single game. Yeah, uh, that's a great point, Patrick. About that, he has been since we've seen him. I don't know if I'd put a run, another running back ahead of him in evaluation. No. He may go into the NFL as the best running back in the league. Yeah, he'll be it, up that's there. Possible. That's possible. Hey, he'll be in the conversation. I, I, I'm not gonna say he's the best, but it's possible that he gets there and is the best running back in the league when he gets there. That's a possibility. I don't know the last time that happens. Probably Saquon Barkley <laughs> was the last time that could yeah. be said. Because I think right now you're looking at what maybe Austin Eckler. That's what I'm saying. Like and Austin Eckler may not be happy going into the next season either. <laughs> so. yeah, Texter right here brings up a good point. Thinking, char- uh, think, thinking Chargers trade Eckler and pick and move down to get Bijan. Kellen Moore move. Yeah, I could see that. Yep. Chargers will be also another great. I think Chargers, Buffalo Bills, and Eagles are looking at Bijan as a pick that can put them over the top potentially. Yeah. Um, and some offenses may look at him in a different respect. But I'll say this about Bijan because I know we're up against it, and I want to get to some NBA talk because I know uh, the Mavs uh, keeping hope alive. I want to get to that uh, storyline. But th- <laughs> this is the analytical study, analytical uh, breakdown that has really kind of tanked the running back value over years. And I keep it on. I keep the stat with me because it is a mind blowing stat. That if you look at running backs with at least a minimum of a, a minimum average of seventy five carries per season, and this is two thousand one, so we're talking about twenty plus years now of this stat. Overall, their careers peak at age twenty seven, and their rushing totals drop by fifteen percent when they're twenty eight, twenty five percent when they're twenty nine, and forty percent by the time they're thirty. There are exceptions to that rule. There's your Frank Gore, there's your Adrian Peterson, but most running backs, they fall into that category. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in drafting running backs early in the first round. Um, really don't believe in drafting them in the first round, period. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams, Oz, Cardi B, size, Megan the Stallion, size, but is there are exceptions to every rule. And honestly, I do believe Bijan is an exception to that rule. Yeah. Um, but I could be biased because I'm a, I'm a Longhorn. He's a lifetime Longhorn, and I've seen a lot of Bijan. It to me kind of remind this personal thing reminds me of marriage a little bit. I don't necessarily believe in marriage. Not I mean I'm just telling you through this. My wife's gonna be upset that I'm on being this honest on on air. I'm not a big. I, I don't necessarily <laughs> believe in it. I, you know what I'm saying? I didn't get to work either way. You can work. You're gonna get married. Cool. If you want to just have a partnership, that can work too. It's all about the people that's involved in it. So I'm not necessarily a huge fan. I waited until like 40-something years to get married, so I'm not like a you know huge fan of it necessarily. But I made an exception for my wife because she's special. I don't believe in marriage. I believe in her. I don't believe in drafting running so backs. So you're not going to get in trouble by saying this. No, 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 no I don't believe in marriage. So you I believe in her. You I, I, it, I put that in my vows. I was you, like, <laughs> marriage? Of a sham. I mean, like a, I mean, fifty percent of them fail. I mean, so you, what you tell me, it's, it's it's a 50 50 shot, all right? Based on the people that's involved. But, are you taking heads or are you taking tails? Exactly. So you want you want to argue about it? We can, but I'm just giving you the numbers. Y'all know the numbers, all right? Most, most of y'all out there have been divorced already. You get it, all right? But like I told, I said I don't believe in marriage, but I believe in you. I took, I done the research. I've done the due diligence. You are the real deal. He did a deep dive. I in did the a deep dive. On it. I went rabbit hole in. <laughs> All right, did he dive? I was like, you know what? You're the real deal. All right, marriage not, but you are the real deal. I'll commit to you. 
All right, I ain't committing to marriage. I'm committing to you. <laughs> and the same thing about Bijan. I don't believe in drafting running backs in the first round. I really don't. I I, I think that's probably it's probably poor. It's poor judgment for a personnel man overall. But Bijan Robinson, mm-hmm. I will admit that dude is the exception. Uh huh. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm doing it for you. Yeah, it's, I'm, you know what I'm saying. He, I'll commit to Bijan, <laughs> not to drafting running backs in the first round. All hey, right, I'll that has been him. my point from the very beginning. Yeah. That has been my entire point. It's like, hey man, sometimes it just ain't for everybody. But Bijan is, but Bijan <laughs> is everybody's cup of tea. Exactly. So go and go. get it. Boom. That's there what it I did. Is. There it is. All right. There you go. I hope my I boy got did this thing. You did. You away. did. You did. I was right on the. Oh, cusp. you was on. I was like digging hey, a grave I was like, myself. Hey, hey Patrick, <laughs> mute him. Rob, mute him. Rob was about to be coming into work tomorrow, even though we were off. <laughs> I was like, hey, Patrick, mute him. Pop, she, she, she went to work today, too. She didn't work remotely at the house, so it's possible she heard that tape. I will get a text here quickly if she did not like it. I love it. Uh, I love it. I, you, I think I walked the line. You did. I walked the line you, right hey, there. you always you know do walk the line. <laughs> oh, the, between disaster. <laughs> and between, you know, the destiny. Hey, happiness De- and choices, hey, man. You know what I'm saying? Destiny and disaster, man. It's a thin line between that. <laughs> I, I will love come it. right back. We'll talk about uh, the Mavs keeping hope alive uh, and Joel Embiid uh, solidifying his case for MVP. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful Nothing to Horn. Right here on 1049 The Horn. Now, usually it'd be a new theme Thursday, and I think it is a new theme Thursday, but the new theme for this Thursday, because it's our Friday, because it's our last day of uh, on air uh, work this week is going to be 512 Friday. So basically it's going to bring 512 Friday to a Thursday because it is our Friday. You should start the weekend a little bit early. Always. That's what we're doing this week with my it's, man. It's good Patrick. Friday tomorrow. A lot of people are going to have the day off. Love it. So who are we jamming right now? 512 Friday when we play jams from local bands and artists that you can catch live right here in the ATX. This is Derek Davis. He is playing tonight at Saxon Pub. Nice. I know what that is. I, I do feel too. cool when I know one of the spots that my man Patrick mentions for 512 Friday. Derek Davis. <laughs> oh, uh, see, Hard's writing it down. Yeah. I appreciate it. Because Hard actually is a man about town. Try to be. So there's a chance Hard might be out. While, while some of these acts are playing. And sure. Harge will stop by. He's a I stop will. by guy. That's why he knows every damn body. I will pop in. He's a stop by. Now, he ain't going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't going to stay very long. 100%. But if Harge said he's going to pop in, oh, he's going to stop by. Yeah. Harge, Harge is going to leave while there's still ice in the glass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No ice is melting while Harge is there. I totally agree. And, yep. Oh, man. Harge is uh, he's, he's brilliant <laughs> with the Irish goodbye, man. It's It's amazing. The stuff that he gets <laughs> I out. I love it. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, some uh, NBA discussion. Uh, 512 Friday, by the way, if you miss any of these suggestions for 512 Friday, uh, you can always go uh, catch up with them on the website at hornfm.com. If you are wondering about Texas baseball, Texas baseball today has been uh, rescheduled, is the best way to say That's it. That's right. They rescheduled, basically rescheduled this game for Sunday. Yes, yes. And everything else is? On time as normal. Okay. So right now, because we were originally thinking there might be a doubleheader, 
brought into play. That's what I thought was going to happen. But, but they had a conversation, and Coach Pierce was on with B&E. Make sure you go to thehornfm.com, the podcast page, so you can catch up on that. And then we got an email sent to us earlier today talking Uh-oh. about how the game got changed. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I guess I should have looked at the email then. Yeah, I think I forwarded <laughs> My bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to some NBA uh, news notes and nuggets here. Gentlemen, we're talking about the Mavs and that they, they, they are in they're in the playoff mode already. They basically are in playoff mode. If they don't win out, they're not going to make the play in. And they were, prior to last night, they were, um, what, a, I believe a half a game? Mm-hmm. No, sorry, a full game. Full game. They were a full game behind the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, now, because of their win, the Mavs win 123-119 over the Kings. Uh, technically, they are tied, but the Oklahoma City Thunder have the tiebreaker. Yep. So they got to they gotta keep winning, and they got to hope that Oklahoma City Thunder keeps losing. Well, that was a big win for them, guys. Kyrie Irving showed up. He was big. Luka, I mean, he was great. He had 29 uh, points, 10 rebounds, but Kyrie Irving had 31 points, but 19 of those points came in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Well, showed up big for him. Also, Christian Wood had 12 points in the fourth quarter, so shout-out to Christian Wood. Showed up big for him, but they found a way to get the win, and they were trailing. I mean, it was they were down 11, I believe, at the half. They were down 13 in the third quarter. I figured, oh, man, this is going to be the beginning of the end. Kyrie Irving put put his cape on. Man. He came was, to the rescue. He, he had people <laughs> on skates yesterday. I mean, I always talk about his ball handling ability because he is so quick, but – the way he's been shooting lately, lately and the way he's been able, he can maneuver around the basket like nobody else I've ever seen and use his hand any kind of way. So it was real impressive to watch him play last night. And it's it's funny because you're tr- doing everything you can to avoid in being in the play-in game, but that's the only way they're going to get into oh, the yeah. playoffs. That's their only form mm-hmm. of, of getting there. And to your point, they have to win, and they have to win a lot. But their last game of the year, which comes down, may come down to everything, is against the San Antonio Spurs. Hey. And you already know they tanking. <laughs> I, you know, I, the good news for well, Spurs, they can win. It makes they, no difference. Yes. That's right. The Spurs yeah, have been right. winning for no reason. Well, yeah, they beat who they beat the other day they weren't supposed to beat. Oh, I can't. But they right? they did win a game the other they, day. Yeah, they, they weren't supposed to win. I forgot they did. Yeah, they did not win. They're not going to win tonight. They may. They they're may the Moody tonight. They're at the Moody tonight and they're, Saturday. And, and Portland is also not a good team. And Portland pretty much <laughs> has shut it down because I don't even think Dame Lillard's not, not going to play. No, he doesn't play. Yeah, yeah. So that you're right. I they, I actually have no idea how the and this is exactly what you know Adam Silver wanted. Yep. For there to be drama at the end of the season, there's a ton of drama with these games. Yeah, we're talking about a team, the Spurs, that's tanking, but yet they're going to have a say in who ends up making the playoffs. Right. That's what you want, storyline-wise. So, uh, But there was 16 lead changes in that game between the Mavs and the Kings. Uh, but Kyrie Irving, man, showing up big. And recently, guys, um, it, it, Mark Cuban essentially admitted that he's he, – well, at least I don't say admit. He took blame right. for this failed experiment. I should say that. Uh, I'll get the quote here, but he basically decided to take blame for the failed experiment. He did meet with the media. Um, he did also say that he's going to try to keep Kyrie, well, like yep. re-sign Kyrie. I yeah, think that's a smart move. Because otherwise you just did this trade and then you yes. cut bait and you get nothing out of it. Correct. Now you may try and sign him and then flip him for something else down the road or you may try and – the big question is what is your game plan going forward because you're, you're – you, 
there is not a lot of guys that fit the mold of what you want to play with, especially with a Kyrie and a Luka of, hey, we need a stretch five that can also rim protect. There's not that many of those available in the league. And unless you get one, you have no real hope to do anything. Well, here's the thing for now, me, and that's the one thing that I've been continuing to talk about. And then I found out somebody else was on my side. Ty Henderson from BNE is not a Dwight Powell fan either. <laughs> Look, no one's a Dwight Powell fan. Someone was just someone was just don't hate him as much as you. None of us, none of us yeah. got Dwight Powell jerseys. Yeah, your, your hatred just goes to another level for Dwight Howard. But to Patrick's point, um, and I did hear that this morning with Ty. Uh, to, to Patrick's point, Mark Cuban said, "quote I don't think it's kids' problem that we didn't have an identity. Uh, the game changed in ways we didn't expect it to change, so I blew it." It was on me personally because the game changed in terms of the take, uh, in terms of the take foul, and the speed of the game. I don't even know really what that meant, but he's just taking blame for it. Well, yeah, I mean, I think this is one of those things too, where you go, you could have made the Kyrie trade. You just had to make another trade or two afterwards. Yes, like you had to fix Continue your roster yeah. and go. All right, let's see. Maybe we flip Christian Wood out because he's having an okay season, but we we and we can trade size for size, and maybe we can get him off and get someone else who won't score as well for us, but we can get a guy who can hit a couple threes and play and rim protect. And maybe we could get somebody, like, maybe we can fit Tim Hardaway Jr. We need someone else off the bench, but we got Kyrie. He and look, well. we, we're going to have to he put... 24. He played night. very well. He yeah. kept him in that game in the first yeah, he half. He, you hear what his dad said about the Mavs? That no. they see Luka and Kyrie aren't leaders, and the Mavs are missing leaders. No, I mean, He I said he disagreed with his father. Tim he did. Yeah. He came out strong. I, I, I love yeah, my dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Luka's not yet... At the level that he needs to be, yeah. I think he can get there. But yeah, he's not there yet, just because you can see that this team doesn't rally around him like teams rally around leaders. Uh, and I think Kyrie, people really like him on teams he plays with. You either really like him or you never talk to him ever again. That's and, kind of the two and sides. You can go from one to the other, and you can. <laughs> this Mavs team seems to like Kyrie pretty well. Oh no, they love him. Yeah, so I don't think it's any of that problem. It's just you built a roster that is now two guys. And also everybody else kind of does the same thing they do too, but they're not as good. So you say it's incomplete. Yeah, his, you have Jaden Hardy, who is another guy who plays like that, and, and no. Reggie Bullock, who's another guy who kind of plays like that. So other than Maxi Kleba, everyone's the same kind of player on that team, and that's not a team. That's just a bunch of clones. And that's it's, the, it's that's a bunch a, of dudes out there hooping. Yeah, yeah. but you that's, that, that's yeah. going to be the challenge for Mark Cuban, man. you got to have a vision how to build around Luka. Yeah. Well, that's he, what Nico Harrison's supposed to be doing. Exactly. He's unique, and he's a unicorn, which makes him so special. That also makes it tougher at times to build around him. Yeah. Yes. You've got to have a unique approach to it. Um, so I, I'm with you. I think, yeah, I'm glad he took, he, he took ownership. Now, will, will Jason Kidd be a part of that and vision? That's, yeah. And that's, that's the question. And is Jason Kidd going, all right, I need – JaVel McGee, and then JaVel McGee can't do anything and can't even stay on the court. That's my favorite player. I'll take, <laughs> not I will, Dwight Powell. I, Dwight I will Powell. take him over Dwight Powell <laughs> twice on Sunday. I agree with you. For I'm real. Just, uh, I, listen, I'm, I'm not taking it up for Dwight He's Powell. Be, <laughs> they, need to, they need to find them a, big, they need a solution to the big, yep. that big man issue. They've yep. had a big man issue for a long time. They should have got like, Capella. I, and, and I know a lot of people don't like Capella, but I like Capella because he is a rim protector and he can score. Yeah. I, and I don't mind Capella. I just I don't know if he can stretch quite enough. But I think that he's definitely an option because Atlanta's going to have to do some things yeah. too. Uh, but yeah, I, I it, it, this Mavs team they're not that far off of it. But mm-hmm. you have to look at a team like Milwaukee and go, 
Well, did you see how they got a generational talent and they built around the generational uh-huh. talent and they went, let's go get Drew Holiday. And it's elevated Drew's Holiday's game Love to another Drew level Holiday. because yeah, they go, we good. get this really good perimeter defender and he can also distribute and he can play and he can hit threes, but he also doesn't need to be in the paint as much so we can leave a little bit more room for, for Giannis in the paint. And we'll have Robin Lopez and it's taking Robin mm-hmm. Lopez's game to another level because they can use him defensively, but, but Giannis can also protect the paint as well. So now they can have kind of two guys patrol around there in the paint. All of those things are designed in a way to accentuate what Giannis does instead of hurt it. And the Mavs have not done that. They've gone the opposite way and basically gone, well, Luka can't score all 100 points a game that we need to score. So we'll get another guy who can score 50. And we'll just, we have a bunch of guys who can score 10. So maybe we'll put up 160 a game. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a failed experiment, but I just want to see him in the playoffs, which I think everybody does. No, everybody wants to see him in a, a play-in game, especially to see him exactly. in that very short series where yeah. it's, hey man, you got to win two Anything in a row. Can remember, in that yeah, remember what he did when COVID when they were in the bubble. Yeah, That's exactly. when he went off, and, and Kyrie start- can go off too. Exactly. That's why they're, they're a great wild card in the yep. playoffs, and yep. I love that element. Okay, let's talk. So about- are the Lakers. Yes, they are. We can talk about the Lakers too if you want to. Yeah. Okay, you want to talk NBA MVP or Lakers? We ain't got time for no. Let's do it. Let's do. Let's do the MVP. I we'll like this MVP. conversation. We talk Lakers yeah. next time. We talk yeah. NBA. Yeah. Uh, but okay, because uh, Joel Embiid, I think he solidified the MVP uh, with that fifty-two point performance versus the Lakers. Uh, 103-101 win. Now, they did not have uh, Jalen Brown and Robert Wynn. They, they were shorthanded with some guys. But th- guys, that that performance, first player in the shot clock era to score more than half of his team's points while shooting 80% from the field. He joined Wilt Chamberlain as the only player to record at least 50 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists while shooting 80% from the field. And he was double-teamed a lot, like 13 times, I believe. And yet this team scored 23 points when he was double-teamed on those possessions because he made the right decision either being able to score or getting the ball to the right guy. He right now is playing his best basketball. It's going to be a, a historically tight race between him and Jokic going down the stretch. Well, the thing about it is, too, you know, you said that they didn't have Jalen Brown. Boston did have Jason Tatum in there. He had They had Marcus Smart. Yeah. They did have their their core except for that one piece. And they, they could have won that game and they should have won that game. But Joel Embiid made – he was 20 of 25 from the field, Crazy. shot almost 80% from the field, and was 12 of 13 from the free throw line. He, I mean, he was doing his thing during that time, and you start looking at who he was playing with. I mean, James Harden, he had 20 points. He played 40 minutes in that game, but you you don't even talk about James Harden anymore. You don't. You, I agree. you never bring, nope. We never have that conversation mm-hmm. of James Harden anymore because – what you've seen is Joel Embiid has said, this is my team, and I want everybody to throw me the ball. I am the captain. Hey, and the and captain. Credit, credit to Harden for playing the role he's playing. Exactly. To, to not he make wasn't it a, that guy. No, he has not been for a long time, and right. he's finally finding his spot where he's a little bit older and he can just be like, oh, no, I just, let's just win. Yeah. I'm tired of losing. Because he, he's got – I mean, that's the other point of it too, and that's a great, great point. How much more money do you want? Your legacy is also a wrapped around – if you can win a championship and you have never been that guy, James Harden, now you're playing with the guy where a lot of the pressure is off of you. Joel Embiid wants the pressure on him. And then you can sprinkle in your 20, 25 mm-hmm. points and people aren't even really thinking about you. So you're still effective that way. So I'm, I'm all about that. 
I'm yeah, all I, about that. I think Daryl Morey has done more harm than good in this probably. I think he did okay for a while, but his his constant berating of every single person who thinks anybody else could be an MVP yeah. is an idiot and should should have their should their vote revoked and everyone should vote in beat or you're you're an idiot. But that's Daryl I think Morey, has though. has annoyed some people <laughs> and so some people may vote against him out of spite for Daryl Morey, which is not right. He he's got it this year. He's also I like Steph Curry what he said basically was we know what everybody else can do. Giannis is playing the same way Giannis has played, which is an MVP-level player. And Jokic is playing the same way Jokic has played, which is an MVP-level player. Joel Embiid went from an MVP-level player to a better player this season. So that's why you reward him with the MVP, because you go, this guy actually took his game to another level yep. when he was number three in the MVP voting, and now you have to give him something, because you go, he's playing even better than he was playing when he was on the MVP ballot. Right. I agree. Mm. I think this has been his best year. Probably not his best year, but it's been a more intense year I think it's been his him. most dominant year. Yeah, because you're right. <laughs> I think um, Giannis is now getting the Michael Jordan, LeBron James thought process now yeah. because you could truly give it to him every year. Yeah, you give it to Jokic every year. <laughs> you could give it to Jokic every year. And, so and technically, it's, it's, you could give it to him beat every year. Yep. It's just he no. falls a little bit out of it because he's had yeah. more help and he hasn't, you know, uh, he's been more healthy this year as well. But I, I think it's just he took it to that another level to where a lot of people just, for whatever reason, didn't like his style of play as much. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it's because he shot to more threes that they didn't like or whatever it was or because he played with so many other stars and they didn't like the whole trust the process and how many people they put him with. Now that's kind of going down, and yes, he does have James Harden, but it's not the it's not the <laughs> the other James Harden that we're used to. Yeah, I, I think yeah, th- this for me it it seems like it's pretty after that fifty two point game. You just go, hey man, you got to play well down the stretch. You did that. Jokic has tailed off a little bit now at the end of the year, and Giannis is still doing what Giannis does. But I don't I don't know why you give it to him again unless it's out of spite for Embiid. At this yeah. point. Can we? Can I get to this Bleacher Report story about Joel Embiid real quick? From the Players Tribune, and you see this story? I didn't see it about think. how he learned uh, claims how he learned what ways he learned how to shoot or it, that improved his shooting. So it's, it's, it's some Bleacher Report. So I blame them if it ain't real, but it seems real. Born in Cameroon, and B came to America as a 16 year old. He had size but no basketball skills. He wrote about how he learned to play in the Players Tribune. Quote: So I'm chilling one night and I go on YouTube and I'm thinking about. <laughs> how to figure out this shooting thing. I go to I go to the search box like, quote, how to shoot three-pointers. Nah. How to shoot good form. Nah. Then the light bulb went off, man. I typed in the magic words, white people shooting three-pointers. Listen, I know it's a stereotype, but have you ever seen a normal 30-year-old white guy shoot a three-pointer? That elbow is tucked, man. The knees are bent. The follow-through is perfect. Always. You know you know how in America there's always an older guy wearing, like, Everlast sweatshorts at the court. That guy is always a problem. His J is always wet. I seriously got to the league by watching YouTube and living in the gym. There's no other way to explain it. Oh, I love it. This is from Bleacher Report. Hey. I, I, they said it claimed it, he, takes, wrote it, he wrote it on the Players' Tribune. That, whatever it takes, man. That's There's a, a form. A, a bl- 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 At least he didn't do it for Bucky. I was like, because Bucky shoots a set shot. 
<laughs> you didn't get it from the Buckster. Uh, you got to type in. You got to make sure you type in the right word. Gotta, White people shooting three pointers. Not just shooting four. Dude, shoot. that's like just, I'm going to go to Lifetime Fitness and check this out. <laughs> that is, oh man, that seems like fake news. Like I said, Bleacher Report, put it out there. Blame them. All right, we'll come right back. We got to flex on the side right here in Baltimore. No I want for another horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. 512 Friday is the theme of New Theme Thursday. Uh, it's where my man uh, Patrick takes uh, songs from artists, very talented human beings, uh, who you have a chance to see live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Vibin' and the Submersibles, and they are playing tonight at the Parish. I like that. There you go. Um, if you uh, miss any of these suggestions from my man Patrick for the 512 Friday, which is the theme of New Theme Thursday, uh, we'll get that to you at hornfm.com. Okay, uh, just uh, real quick, since we're talking about the Flex, shout-out to the guys who had the Flex last night, and shout-out to Corey Mose, who joined those guys of great stuff. You can go check it out at flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your uh, social media platforms as well. They also had Buta Johnson basketball coach Ben Kennison on with them as well. Yes, um, they did. But uh, Corey Mose of KVU Sports, who is fantastic. Matter of fact, we're going to play some sound. Of Corey Mose. He's always working hard. Um, he's covering uh, Texas football as well. We'll have some of that sound coming up a little bit later on in the next segment when we talk Texas football. We'll go behind the burn orange curtain. So we'll do that coming up. But go check out flxatx.com. They still got all the other older flex shows in there. The uh, mm-hmm. one with uh, Nico Hamilton's up there. Uh, the one with uh, Bryce, Bryce Hager. Hager is up there mm-hmm. as well. Thank you. Uh, that's up there. So go check it out. flxatx.com. We'll have a uh, master's update on the other side. Also, we'll go behind the burnt orange curtain. Talk about Texas basketball. Uh, ooh, facing Marquette hey, now. next season. We'll get into that. Also, uh, the transfer portal heating up uh, for Texas basketball. We'll talk Texas spring football as well. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.